Fantasy Sports Primetime on a Monday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is how you bring Vegas to the palm of your hand. Download the Superbook Sports app, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, whether they or whether the bet wins or loses in the Superbook Sports app. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team has you covered with the Intel Edge you need to succeed. Just go to GaryAshton.com. And Two Rivers Ford, who, by the way, just opened up a new softball field facility, which we are very excited for them and uh, happy that they are doing more work in the community. Two Rivers Ford, since 1983, honesty and integrity is the way that they do their business Trust the best in the business. Trust to Rivers Ford. So, Tennessee not in the AP Top 25, the preseason Top 25. Not the coaches poll, the thing that, uh, you know, a coach probably fills out or has a grad assistant fill out 10 minutes before it's due. Not the, uh, it, you know, this is not any kind of arbitrary media poll. This is, well, I mean, this is technically a media poll. This is the AP Top 25, but it's the real one, right? It's the best measure and the ranking system that we have until the college football playoff takes over towards the end of the regular season. So as you look at this situation for the University of Tennessee and you see them outside looking in, 26 out of 25 as a matter of fact, you see six SEC programs ahead of them. So I want to know from you guys in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, wherever you're watching us tonight, I want you Two Rivers for take on this AP type. Uh, AP Top 25 poll. For Tennessee, looking at this situation, uh, where is, uh, I'm looking at the wrong email, that's my bad read. <laughs> where should the Vols have been ranked in top twenty in the uh, Top 25 poll? I'll give you the six SEC teams who are ranked above them. We will talk about it at great length. I'm sure some of you know who might be at the top, but where should the Vols be? Uh, are they appropriately ranked? Should they be in the top 25? Should they be in the top 20? Should they be in the top 15? What is your opinion on the matter? Should they not even be outside looking in at this point? Your Two Rivers Ford take, let us know, and we'll talk about it together. Uh, but, you know, there's hype all around about the University of Tennessee, and even the players are buying into it. Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver, talking about what he expects this offense to look like in 2022. I hadn't even thought about you know, any transfer things, any any of that, because I can tell what we can do in this offense. This offense is going to be the best in the country. You know, I can tell you that right now. So um, that's why, I, you know, I didn't want to leave at all. I mean, I love these guys. So Jalen Hyatt thinks it's going to be the best offense in the country. So is the best offense in the country worthy of top 25 ranking if they indeed end up being the uh, if they indeed end up being the uh, best offense in football. I think there's a lot of legitimate questions to be asked right now or right where they are right now, says Jubal, Jeff Rubel. We'll, we'll talk about it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It's presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is... Did I just jump out of the studio? My bad, Reed. Mid-show. We just hopped out of the broad. The, the, I think I accidentally hit the wrong button on my browser. My bad. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. 
presented by Two Rivers Ford. They are the best in the business. Unlike my technical abilities, Two Rivers Ford will always make sure that you have the best buying process humanly possible. Two Rivers Ford has been doing business this way since 1983. It's why they're one of the most recognizable brands in Middle Tennessee. Whether you like to shop uh, as far as building your own Ford the way that I did, or you want one of their non-commissioned salespeople to keep an eye out for you on any new or pre-owned vehicle that is available on the lot. Two Rivers Ford will always go above and beyond. So put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. Where do you think the Vols should be ranked? Are they uh, too high? Are they too low? Are they just right at 26 outside looking in? This is the thing that I think a lot of people are asking. Jeff Rubel, who is, of course, uh, a our Ohio State fan, says right where they are now. Outside of it, their defense was horrible, and they lost to Purdue at home in the ballgame. That is true. It's absolutely a home game when they play in Nashville. I don't care if you have the full advantage of Neyland or not. Uh, they should have won that game officiating issues or not. They got to earn a preseason top 25. I would agree. Clayton Smith thinks that they belong in the top 20. Sam Watts is of the opinion that they're ranked perfectly. So I can't, I've kind of gone back and forth on this a couple of times because there's six SEC teams, which of course the SEC has the most ranked in the top 25. Alabama is the number one team in the country preseason. Georgia is number three. Texas A&M is the sixth ranked team according to the Associated Press, and I'll uh, mute this pop-up if I can. I'm having all kinds of technical issues tonight. My bad. Mickey Mouse commercials on the ESPN app. So you've got Texas A&M as the sixth overall team in college football this year. Then you got to go down a ways before you hit Arkansas at 19, Kentucky at 20, and Ole Miss at 21. So those are the six teams in this thing in the top 25 preseason. Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Ole Miss. So is Tennessee better than any of those teams? Are they better than Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Houston, or BYU? Wake, I would probably, I think if you're asking me, I'd probably drop Wake, given that they just lost their quarterback, Sam Hartman, for an indefinite amount of time. I think that by, I, I don't, I think that on the whole, um, Wake Forest is a better football. I mean, Wake Forest has been consistently a better football program in recent memory. Kentucky has lost a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Now, I can't tell you that I've been saying that I pay a, a super close attention to recruiting. If the Vols get somebody that's of note, I'll obviously see it and we'll talk about it with people who follow recruiting, you know, as a part of their jobs. But when I look at what when I look at what Tennessee has to offer this year. You know, Ole Miss with a different circumstance at quarterback, a competition between the transfer, Jackson Dart, and uh, and the player, the quarterback whose name escapes me at the time, at uh, at the present moment, but also with turnover on the coaching staff. Remember, Jeff Levy is calling plays in Oklahoma this year and did so for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin last year. Again, Kentucky, the losses on the offensive line and Wandale Robinson. You like Will Levis, but I don't know that they are clearly and obviously above what the University of Tennessee returns. And then looking at the situation, I think that Arkansas is a better team. Uh, obviously, Georgia, AM, and Alabama are a better team. So it's really just a conversation of, all right, Kentucky and Ole Miss over Tennessee. Tennessee over Kentucky or Ole Miss. How do you feel about that situation? And I would say that Wake Forest, by nature of losing their quarterback, should probably 
be off this list in favor of Tennessee, who's 26th right now, did receive enough uh, votes to come in at 26th. Uh, Luke Altmeyer is who I am talking about, Jeff Rubel. Thank you very much. Um, good thing you aren't in charge of the uh, of the records, says Sam Watts. Oh, no, that's Sam is debating with somebody else about records and things of this nature. Uh, Buck, I love you. Uh, Y'all are delusional, he says, uh, says Mason on YouTube. Uh, War damn, so he's clearly an Auburn fan. Now, Auburn, it has to be a miserable experience to be an Auburn fan, man. They're like a science experiment every year. I just, I watch them and I feel bad for their fan base. They beat teams that they have no business beating. They lose to teams in ways that are completely inexplicable. I think that Auburn is is in this same kind of, I mean, they're in a worse spot than like Mississippi State though, right? Because Mississippi State returns a lot. You like their coaching staff. Brian Harson's deal at Auburn, it's just, it's just kind of a hot mess. Uh, a lot of attrition in the transfer portal. You are starting over with a new quarterback because I think Bo Nix is in Oregon. Um, if I've kept up with my transfer portal uh, movement correctly, but with all of these things, like Auburn is in a is in a terrible position. I think it's also of note that LSU isn't ranked this year, and Miles Brennan, who is their quarterback, has just decided to leave football. It sounds like he has not won the starting job in Baton Rouge after entering the transfer portal earlier this year. He basically was told. Um, he was basically told that, yeah, you're not going to be our starter. And so he said, all right, I don't want to do football anymore. Like, he's just straight up leaving the sport. Like, he's not transferring anywhere. He's not going to, you know, kick it as the backup on the roster. He's just like, yeah, this, this isn't really worth it. Um, which is interesting because he's got NIL deals. So I don't know how that works. Looking, though, at the Vols, you know, I think 26 is fine. I'd probably, I'd, again, I'd probably change Wake and them or not maybe swap Wake and them, but move Wake out and Tennessee up. Um, in keeping with the top 25, I think that's all fair. But yeah, largely it's okay. Like if Wake Forest had Sam Hartman, I would think that Tennessee would be the 26th best team in the country heading into 2022. Let's talk about the most important player for the Vols, though. Who do you believe needs to be the difference maker this year? Offense or defense in Josh Heupel's unit in year two? Let me know in the comments section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll discuss at length together, as we always do, right after I tell you about our friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports has odds on every NFL game right now. You can bet all of the different, you can bet every Titans game right now if you want to. You can get preseason lines if you desire. You can bet on the SEC. You can bet MVP and all manner of different things in the Superbook Sports app. All you got to do is download it. You can get it whether you're an Android user or an Apple iPhone individual. Superbook Sports will put you in a position to succeed and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, whether that bet wins or loses. They take wagers on all major sports, including football, of course, and will give you some of the best odds around. Superbook Sports is the place that you go for terms and conditions. Go to superbook.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1 800 889 9789. So, who is the most important player for the University of Tennessee in 2022? Mark Jones says Hooker. Jeff Rubel says anyone on that defense that gives a crap. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be much better rushing the quarterback than they were a year ago. And I think that the secondary is just kind of looking for bodies at this point. They need to replace a fair amount in Elante Taylor and Theo Jackson. Um, I think that 
your depth is still a concern and, and Tim Banks did overachieve last year. We'll see how they do in 22, but defensively, I think it matters a great deal. Uh, Clayton Smith says MVP will be hooker. I'm inclined to agree with that assessment. And certainly uh, that's been a lot of the conversation with Hendon Hooker right now. It's great. Um, you know, I'm blessed to be around some of the best minds in football. Um, you know, I feel like I have the best coaches and the, the best teachers in the nation. Um, you know, they're, the way they break down the game of football and explain it to its 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 simplest form um, is amazing. And um, you know, I can't I can't be well. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But here, being here and being able to be myself and really just get comfortable around them and, and call them family. And a lot of people use that word, but it really is a family. You know, when we leave the facility, we're we're excited to get back in there. You know, we can't wait. We're itching to get back. So. Um, you know, just being around great football minds. Coach Hype is always in the in the quarterback uh, meetings, um, always asking us, you know, things that we like in the offense. Um, he never wants to put put us in an uncomfortable situation, um, you know, when it's game time. But in practice, he's definitely going to put us in almost impossible situations and wants to see how we react. Um, you know, he, he's constantly talking to us about body language and um, you know, encouraging our teammates. So um, he strives to um, he strives to instill hard work in us. Um, and he strives to make sure that we're the best men on and off the field. It would be tough to be as efficient as Hendon Hooker was last year. That was him at SEC Media Days a couple, uh, about a little over a month ago, a uh, little le- rather less than a month ago at this point. I, all my days and weeks and months are blurring together through training camp at this point. But uh, 31 touchdowns, three interceptions, it's really – difficult to do better and to improve upon the efficiency. Now, maybe he ends up with more touchdown passes. Maybe he ends up with more interceptions. He ends up with more passing yards just by nature of being the week one starter, because there's no question about who is the Tennessee Vols starting quarterback heading into the upcoming season. So with all these different things, you have to look at Hendon Hooker as the best, uh, the best asset that that football team has right now outside of the coaching staff from a personnel standpoint, What you have at Tennessee is going to give you the best opportunity to win that you've had since basically Josh Dobbs. Now, Hendon Hooker is not the same kind of player that Josh Dobbs is. I don't think he's nearly as electric of an athlete, but he is the best and most high-level quarterback within a system that you've had since Josh Dobbs and Butch Jones were at their height together. Now, you would say they were winning in spite of Butch Jones, and you would probably be right. But in uh, in Heupel and Hooker, uh, you like the marriage of the two, and you like that there's going to be continuity within the system. Uh, Benjamin Tiller says Josh Pate's power rankings are probably the best metric out there. I agree. Pate State forever. Tennessee was 15, Arkansas nine, Kentucky wasn't even in the top 20. Neither was Pitt. I don't know why. I don't know why people have such a hard on for Pitt. Um, it's uh, it's very odd to me because Keaton, Keaton Slovis is not a good player at USC and maybe maybe he uh adapted Kenny Pickett wasn't a first round draft pick last year so I think let me not completely dismiss what Pittsburgh is capable of but you lose Jordan Addison you lose Kenny Pickett you lose uh, a couple of different players that have been productive for you and you're certainly going to be in the conversation by nature of winning the ACC last year maybe it's just a you know, a, a lifetime achievement or, or last year achievement award to be in the preseason top 25. But I think that, uh, I think that Pitt is also uh, the, the interest in Pitt or the 
heightened expectations for Pitt this year are not something that I necessarily understand. Uh, how big is Hooker? He have a chance at the NFL? I don't think it's a size thing. I think it's a it's a fun. It's it's a uh, he sticks on his first read too often. Um, there are some things that you like about him. He does not throw with touch. He just kind of rips it, which is fine at the college level. And you can manufacture offense, and wide receivers are running open all over the place. But he doesn't. He doesn't have enough touch on the ball. Um, I think to to make him. I mean. He he could end up having a great year and end up getting drafted, but like I don't I think Will Levis is is a first round pick at quarterback. I think Bryce Young is a first round pick at quarterback. I think Hendon Hooker would maybe be a day three guy right now. Um for uh for SMMC on YouTube, name a better wide receiver in the SEC than Tillman. Clayton, he is definitely going to the NFL. Uh well, uh oh, okay. Uh, He's talking to somebody named Clayton. My bad. I hate that. I hate when that happens. But a better wide receiver in the SEC than Cedric Tillman. Uh, Producer Reed knows more about the wide receiver depth at Alabama than I do. He's a Bama fan, which probably drives you Tennessee fans crazy. Do they have a better wide receiver than Cedric Tillman this year, Reed? Oh, I was inviting you to the microphone, but he just gave me a... You just gave me a, yeah, a sign. Well, let's listen. Reed perhaps is being more humble. Um, I think I like the Ohio State wide receivers better. Uh, I think that, well, I actually, I do like uh, Smith and Jigba better. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte is a great player from LSU. Jeff Rubel, that's an accurate assessment. I think Tillman's fun, uh, and I think he came out of nowhere last year like a bat out of hell. To his credit, but uh, for for me, like I don't think I think the hell the. Marvin Harrison Jr. sounds like he may end up being a better wide receiver than Smith and Jigba, which is crazy because those guys are going to be really, really good in in a uh, in, in in CJ, what is likely to be CJ Stroud's last year. But there's there's a problem. I mean, I'm sure there's wide receivers that are that are more talented than Cedric Tillman. I just think Cedric Tillman fits really well with what they want to do. And that's great. Um, why are kids uh, going to Knoxville? Why are so many people committing to Knoxville right now? That's a question that I had. Um, uh, it's not, you know, I don't, I, there's nothing wrong with Knoxville necessarily, but I've been surprised by how many upset recruiting victories that they have had. Um, the top 24 seven cornerback just announced that he is committing Jordan Matthews just announced uh, a well, it was about six hours ago, announced that he was committing this afternoon to Tennessee when he was up uh, initially projected to go to the Longhorns of Texas. Matthews, uh, there was a commitment uh, article written at 247sports.com by our buddy Ryan Callahan. He goes into some great length. It's a huge pickup for Josh Heupel and his staff, but why are so many people interested in the University of Tennessee right now? That's the question on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. We're talking intel on the University of Tennessee tonight. If you want intel on the Nashville real estate real estate market, however, that man, Gary Ashton, is the person that you go to. Gary and his team will work with you through every step of the process, whether you are selling your home currently in the red-hot Nashville real estate market or trying to find your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will get you the intel that you need to maximize your real estate investment or transaction. GaryAshton.com is the best in the business. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Prime Time is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, 
looking at the situation for uh, Knoxville right now, why do you think so many people are, why do you think the 2023 class is trending the way that it is? Because there's a lot of, I think there's a lot to like about, uh, I think there's a lot to like about Tennessee right now, but I have been, I was surprised to see the Jordan Matthews commitment today and nothing is set in stone for 2023. There'll, there'll be some defections, but they have really, really done well at this point. Uh, Jason Fryer, which I believe is our buddy frying pan uh, from the radio, Hypel and his staff are very good at recruiting. I think that that has been a question that I have seen answered in a tangible way. Hypel was questioned about his recruiting at UCF. Uh, and has since then put together a staff that has allowed him to kind of make up for those parts of his game that may be lacking. And also NIL has been hugely advantageous for a brand like Tennessee with boosters, with uh, brands who want to get involved with the national branding uh, that Tennessee offers. All of that factors in. Um, I wouldn't go as far as very good, says Jeff Rubel. Uh, wouldn't Very good for who? I don't know. Oh, uh, he's talking to Frying Fan. I think they're good enough. I think they're good enough and you can make up for it. And I think they're just fine. I don't think that too. I don't think you're worried about that at all right now with Tennessee in ways that I think there was a tangible concern with Hypel coming in offensive production opportunities on defense and family atmosphere says Mark Jones. Yeah. The family atmosphere of them, you know, double middle fingering Lane Kiffin as he walks off and throwing mustard bottles in his head. Right. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real family friend. No, it's I'm kidding. Obviously people love to take their family, the Vols games, I just think, you know, <laughs> I've got it. I had a picture for the longest time. I don't have it saved anymore. Um, but it was of a family at the Tennessee game. Just Lane Kiffin is walking out of the tunnel after the game ends, and they are just double. They There's four of them. They're screaming at him. The daughter has double middle fingers up. Like, it is objectively hilarious to see how, how much Vols fans wanted to get on Lane's neck. But uh, listening to Kelsey Pope, the wide receiver coach, talk about Knoxville right now, in this offense in particular, I think you kind of understand the vibe. I think it's absolutely that. And it's a uh, message to, you know, the younger guys in high school when you're looking for an offense to really be prolific in. Um, you know, you see Sed and Bayless and what they did before we got here. And you see what they did when we got here. And it's like something off a movie. Uh, and it's real. Um, you see us at practice every day, and it's a different guy every day who's able to get touches and show what they have. So... I think this offense, if you're a receiver um, and you want to be productive, you want to get developed, uh, you want to be a guy, I think this offense for sure is a receiver-friendly offense. No doubt. And there's no disputing that. I mean, Cedric Tillman came into last year with eight career catches, and he was a 1,000-yard receiver in the SEC. He was one of the best receivers in the SEC by any metric that you looked at and certainly got additional opportunities. Now, the question is, who's going to kind of fill in those roles in the coming seasons? Who's going to be Cedric Tillman's primary running mate um, between all the different wide receivers that we've talked about at great length on the radio show? But I think that uh, I think that Tennessee has positive momentum right now. I do think it interesting, and I, I think it was uh, I think it was Jeff that brought up that they have the five-star quarterback commit in Nico, but they haven't been able to nail a wide receiver with the five-star quarterback commit, which is not unfair criticism. Um, but defensively, they've done well, uh, getting a pair of five-star defensive ends slash edge players now with the top cornerback in the 2023 class. Uh, they've made great strides. They've got the number one player. Well, excuse me, the, the second edge guy who is a local product and I'm blanking on his name right now, Caleb Herring. We had him on the radio show. 
He is a four-star, but I believe he is the top-rated player in the state of Tennessee, which again, in and of itself is a win because that is not something that has been a given for UT in quite some time. But it's all exciting stuff if you're a Vols fan, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this season. Hopefully they uh, do not disappoint. That's going to do it for us tonight. Radio show back in studio tomorrow. Titans have the day off, so no training camp for us. We will be uh, talking college football with Chris Childers, and we will be going through some of the contract situations for Jeffrey Simmons and Lamar Jackson ahead of the regular season with Joel Corey, the former NFL agent now working for CBS Sports. Robert Woods was on the radio show today. I'd invite you to go check out that whole interview. It's available in the radio show's podcast feed, or also you can watch the whole interview uh, on YouTube, on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube page, where my radio show and all of those radio shows live stream from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. There's a lot of stuff going on in uh, with uh, with all the different local sports things happening. It's very exciting. Joint camp practices. We're going to be out there on Wednesday and Thursday for the radio show, and we'll look forward to uh, getting into that later on this week with you guys. I will talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m., and if I don't catch you on the radio, I will see you tomorrow night at around 8 p.m. on A to Z Sports Primetime.